Welcome back to The Truth Hurts. I'm Jake Duesenberg. On the show, we expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. And helping me do that today is Mr. Straight Lace himself, William Beck. How you doing, William? Hey, good to be back, Jake. And also joining us is Brigabeast, Bridget. Oh <laughs> I didn't that's, think you'd actually use that. Well, you told me that's what your brother calls you, and you need a nickname, so. That works. I don't really I think it works. It works for maybe like a younger brother. It's my brother-in-law. Oh, so well, maybe that works, works then. <laughs> Bridget's reading your comments. Let us know where you're watching from. This is going to be an important episode, as all episodes are important. I don't want to say that there are not important episodes. Why would we come to you if there wasn't an important episode? But what's important about this is you, you've got to understand what the Democrats are trying to do in the Minnesota legislature. You don't really have any other shows that are going to lay this stuff all out and any other entity that's monitoring the Capitol and all these terrible bills. And then when it comes to what to do about those bills, we have solutions for you. So you want to pay attention. Running the dials, a little under the weather, may or may not have gotten that from me, I don't know, is uh, Dawson. Thank you for joining us, Dawson. Thank you for running the dials again today. No problem. Oh, did, you don't want to go on camera? I look terrible right now. You look terrible. Okay, I got it. I didn't think you looked terrible. You do look a little bit under the weather. That is fair. So, um, Dawson, what I want you to do is go to Action for Liberty's webpage, pull up our article. It's called Here's, Minnesota's Demo- Here's Minnesota Democrats' Extreme Agenda. And we're going to go through, I think, in the order that we have it. But certainly the first thing we've got to talk about is HF1, which is what we call the uh, abortion in all cases bill. And this is like the top priority. HF1, House File 1. That means this is number one for the Democrats. And they think and they feel empowered by this last election that the people of Minnesota have spoken and want them to kill babies at every moment before birth. Right? Isn't that right, William? Like, literally, they think they got a mandate from the people. Yeah. I mean, look at the language. There's no other way to interpret it. Well, they don't even say women, though want to kill their babies they do say, say women don't they oh yeah individuals yeah they were very woke child birthing people or yes. whatever they say pull up hf1's language here um for, well first of all let's just go to the page so you can see there's 35 authors all democrats that have authored this bill and then this thing has moved through the health health finance and policy committee judiciary and finance and civil law committee state and local government finance and policy it's on the general register now it's already got its second reading which is today so Minnesota Democrats are probably going to be voting for that here within a day. They're going to vote for this on the House floor. And it could, it, it likely will pass in the Minnesota House. I think it's a sure thing in the Minnesota House. It's the Senate that could be potentially iffy. That's that's kind of my read on it too, which is crazy. So let's go to the top. Let's read this um, language. And that's a good point. They didn't say women. It said individuals although on the campaign trail it was about women's health right women's reproductive oh they flip-flop when it's convenient for them do they really yeah they talk about women's health and women's rights but then they also talk about people either people with wombs or people with the ability to birth but you Um, heard that on the campaign trail you, there are a lot of like in front of the voters. I don't think they were that super. Well, woke. you got to watch their speeches. Peggy Flanagan gave speeches well, where she talked about. I guess that's the problem I have is I don't watch speeches. Like I don't want to listen to these guys. Probably although I really would. should, right? <laughs> Subdivision three is reproductive freedom. Ooh, that sounds so nice. Reproductive freedom. How about killing babies? Right. Every individual has a fundamental right 
to make autonomous decisions about the individual's own reproductive health, including the fundamental right to use or refuse reproductive health care. Okay, we agree with that part. Except for the next one, every individual, and once again, very woke, not woman, every individual, this includes birthing men, every individual who becomes pregnant has a fundamental right to continue the pregnancy and give birth. Like, is there someone that actually is against that right? Like, why, why even say that? Well, you got to think about climate change. We don't want more kids running around, right? No, no, That's I'm saying the left's big I'm thing. saying this is specifying you have a right to make autonomous or I'm sorry, a right to continue the pregnancy and give birth. Who is like standing against that? Like, why, why do you got to specify that? They're probably covering their bases. Yeah, You're right. Now, it's now a, it's we've a got weird, this covering law. I guess if there's an emergency powers by a future governor that actually wants to murder your kids, right? <laughs> like China does. Um, then they've got the right now in the statute, but no one's actually calling for that. But what they're really doing here is or to obtain an abortion. And if you notice, and this is the whole bill right here, there is nothing in here that says when you can no longer kill that baby. It just seems to be that as long as, what are we calling it here? While who becomes pregnant, any individual who becomes pregnant has a fundamental right to continue the pregnancy and give birth or obtain abortion and to make autonomous decisions about how to exercise the fundamental right. I guess you would perceive that as covering only pregnancy. So once um, the baby's born, you can no longer abort. It doesn't really specify that. It just says this. It says if you if you're a uh, an individual who becomes pregnant, I'll just take out the line. An individual who becomes pregnant, you have a right to obtain an abortion. Like, does that just mean at moment of birth? Clearly, at least means that. I don't know where I'm going with this. The point I'm trying to make is there's no exceptions. Right. This is abortion in all cases. So if the baby is full term, 39 weeks, 7 pound, 5 ounce baby can live outside the mom's womb, you can still kill that baby, according to this bill. Don't you think that should be illegal? I don't know anyone other than these nutcases, the 35 that signed this bill, who think that's okay. Yeah. But they clearly do because they have not said anything in this bill to stop that from happening. And that can't happen. It's rare. It's certainly rare because most abortions, I think, are happening really early on in pregnancy. But it brings up that old question, when does life begin? And at least the right side of politics is being honest about it. They're saying life begins at conception. The left never defines life, and so it leaves this up to interpretation where you can literally kill a baby up to the moment of birth. And in some cases, they'll make an argument even after birth if it was a botched abortion. If a baby is born but it, its life wasn't deemed uh, – if they, if they wanted to abort it and it was unsuccessful, you can still kill the baby. It's so absolutely crazy that we're in this boat, and this is the fastest-moving bill I have seen outside of, like, an emergency. You know, you can see, like, flooding or something like that. will rush a bill to the House floor and get it passed or yeah. in a special session. But you don't see bills move this quick. We're the third weekend. We're, we're not even the whole th – the session started two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So we're the third weekend. This thing's going to pass within basically two weeks and a day. That's yeah. super fast in a legislative session. Yeah. I was talking to a legislator a couple of weeks back. Um, he was, he's a freshman legislator, and he was telling me about how 
usually in these first one or two weeks, you know, it's kind of icebreakers, getting to know your fellow legislators and all that. And that's not what the Democrats are doing this time around. They're shoving these bills down the legislators' throats because they know they're going to pass and they're trying to fulfill their um, their promises to their left-wing constituents. Yes, and it's, I mean, they're far left-wing. Go back mm. to uh, my article real quick, Dawson. I got a link in there um, in the second paragraph. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, this is all thanks to former <laughs> Representative Tony Jurgens, Republican legislator who endorsed Judy Seberger, the Democrat, after losing former the Former Republican. Former Republican, yeah, you like space that? Space legislator. Yeah, sl- space legislator. You may as well be a former Republican. Click, click on that link real quick, yeah. Dustin, in case you haven't followed this. Like, everything that happens, all these extreme bills, not that one. Go back to the Tony Jurgens one. I did want you to click on that eventually. Um Probably that thing's full of ads. Uh, former Rep. Tony Jurgens. If you haven't seen this article, that's disgraced former Republican Tony Jurgens loses the primary to Tom DePel and he endorses by Judy Seaburger by, yeah, by a lot. Obliterated. And this is the balance of power. So the reason we have this abortion bill right now moving and possibly passing the Senate is that guy right there, Tony Jurgens. All right. And Judy Seaburger, and we're going to give you her number here in a bit. She's one of the few that could possibly stop this. She probably won't. But she's going to hear from a lot of us. But this is because of Tony Jurgens. All right, let's go back to the uh, main article. And, yeah, pull up that National Review article the poll conducted last October. It found two to one people thought the views of the Democrats are more extreme than Republicans. And because Republicans want to define life at conception, and some will say like 20 weeks, the heart, heartbeat bill, stuff like that, Democrats make no exceptions. And Republicans are just so infamously bad at uh, messaging on pretty much everything, but certainly on abortion, that they never they never did this. And we called for this all throughout the last you know election year. Like, stop stop this nonsense. It was very um, naive of the Republican Party to actually put out talking points saying. Hey, don't uh, if you get a question on abortion, say that abortion's not on the ballot, which is a ridiculous comment to make. And then, and then uh, David Hand, the uh, corrupt party chair of the Republican Party of Minnesota, literally told candidates, "Just tell them, well, abortion's in the Constitution," which it's not. And of course, if if we actually listen to David Hand, then why would they have to pass the bill if it's in the Constitution already? So that's literally the talking points of Republicans. Meanwhile, if they actually heard what these Democrats believe in. I think they would find that a more extreme position. And where were all the big pro-life groups making sure they understood that was their position? Where's MCCL on that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that is, to me, a far worse thing. And it's, it's a poll here. I don't remember who conducted but National Review's article shows that. That's a more extreme position. Dawson, I feel like you're about to say something. Was there a poll that Oh, yeah, I'm sure they got a hyperlinked in that article. Uh, we'll pull up the article. Let's see what it said. Wait, National Review loves them some ads. Holy cow. Scroll down. Well, hold on. It, it says the poll there. A thousand voters. Um, oh, polling firm WPA Intelligence. So, so I'm not going to get into the specifics of the poll. Um, even if we didn't have a poll here, I think most people realize that that is an extreme position that that's viewed more uh more extreme because you can literally think of a seven pound baby at 39 weeks 
what a pregnancy is 40 weeks, 39 weeks. And someone says, yeah, that's okay to murder that. And then in many cases, and it probably could be the case here in Minnesota too, certainly in California, if you tried aborting that baby and it didn't, and it didn't take, and it's still born, you could still allow that baby to be dead, still mm -hmm. let, let it to die, mm -hmm. which is so absolutely crazy. How's that not murder, right? How's that not murder? So, all right, go back to um, go back to the let's see here the um, uh, bill HF one. Dawson, you were on the fly today. Uh, go to the page before that. This is also moving through the Senate SF one right there. It's the companion bill. If you just look in the middle, it's like Dawson's not used to going to legislative bill pages at the very Back top up. there. William and I, this is like second nature. There you go. Click on SF1. Go. So this is the companion bill in the Senate, same language. And, of course, Democrats are on board with it. You've got uh, Dietzik, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Democrat from Minneapolis, also a co-author on the bill. Um, and just the far lefties there. Mm -hmm. Kelly Morrison from your home district there. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she used to be my representative, and if I was still there, she'd be my senator. Yeah, now you get to see Just the right? worst of the worst. Yeah, now I get to see Bruder. Right. And you can see it's also moving through the committees. It's in its last committee today. Um, uh, so committee report to pass and re-refer to judiciary and public safety. So it looks like um, it's almost – so this could be on the Senate floor as soon as probably Thursday. All right, so let's uh, let's bring in an action item in here. Let's pull up those pictures of um, – actually, before we do that – um, an ally group of ours, Minnesota Right to Life, uh, had a really interesting video. Mm -hmm. We gotta play this. Ben Dore and Michelle. I was watching Michelle Even did one. Did you see that? She did. A I didn't see Michelle's. I watched Ben's. Gotcha. Michelle's awesome. We love Michelle. This has been. Uh, I think this is the first committee that this bill was heard in. So this is already last week. What does it say up there? January fourth. This is two weeks ago. Um, and this is Ben Dore of Minnesota Right to Life. Uh, giving testimony. I think he had two, uh, a minute and a half to speak. Go ahead and play that. Do we not have volume? Benjamin Dore, welcome to the committee. Thank you, Madam Chairwoman, members of the committee. I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and on behalf of the members of Minnesota Right to Life. Tearing babies in pieces is evil. Ripping their arms and legs off is evil. Stopping their little hearts from beating is evil. Murdering little boys and girls is evil because they are made in the image of God. Minnesota Right to Life and our rapidly growing support base oppose House File 1 and any other abortion bill, and we demand that this committee vote no on this legislation. But we know that you don't care about opinions. God says in Proverbs 8, 36, that all those who hate me love death. And that's obvious in this legislation because other so-called pro-life organizations refuse to engage, refuse to spend money at election time, refuse to hold elected legislators accountable for their actions. We can see why you've become unconcerned about political repercussions from the normal pro-life community. But those days are ending. Minnesota Right to Life is not like those organizations. We are ready, willing, and able to expose any politician, especially the politically vulnerable ones who vote for this legislation in all future elections. We will never forget this vote, and we will never let the pro-life community 
forget this vote. Long after the fire has died down over the overturning of Roe versus Wade, Minnesota Right to Life will be in districts across the state exposing politicians for their pro-death votes that cost the lives of countless thousands of unborn babies. We promise. Thank you. It's <laughs> great. I mean, listen, I've been involved in politics long enough to know that you can't just go out there asking politicians to do the right thing. You got to demand it. And you got to put force. That's it. It's as simple as that. And the left shows us all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to move legislation, the left will show up at the Capitol and they will put pressure on Republicans. At least groups like ours, Action for Liberty, Minnesota Right to Life, we know how to get things done. And there just really isn't any if ands, or buts about it. You got to put pressure on these guys. So let's pull up these... Uh, senators here i got those uh, graphics i gave you dawson these are probably the most i was gonna say most likely to vote against it. these are the ones that probably need to hear from you the most this is grant Hoschild. he's up sin district three this is a district that both house seats went republican he won by slim margin like 200 some votes or something like that i'm not sure about this one it was right, it was a few hundred it was real close once again the the house districts one of them was rob Eklund. Lost, which is great. Rob Eklund was one of those con artists that uh, voted to take Walls' emergency powers away and then flip-flopped on us. So that guy got sent packing. So Senate District 3, and by the way, Senate District 3 is way up there. That's like the Canadian border. It's International Falls to Grand Marais down to to, um, uh, two harbors. Whose seat was that? It was one of the Democrats turned independents. It was Tom Bach, yeah. Tom Bach, yeah. I think he endorsed the Democrat but endorsed the Republicans in the state house. Maybe it's the other way around. He, what was her name? Zap. She's part of the the Zoop. Uh, I should know the name. Of the what's the supermarket? Um, Zupix, Zupix or whatever. Um, not not Zupas. It's it's up it's there. A, it's it's a like, weird I think it's based name. out of Tower. I know what you're Tower. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big up there. I've uh, great great uh, Italian sausage, by the way. <laughs> Um, so Grant, what's the number here? Let's see. Six one six five one two nine six one seven eight nine. Certainly if you're a constituent of his, give him a call, tell him to vote no on the abortion bill. It's HF one or SF one. They know what you're talking about. The abortion bill. Tell this guy not a not a single bit of well, you'll do everything you can to make sure this guy never gets reelected if he votes for that thing. Next up. We've got Senate District 4. Now, this one, most political experts thought was going to go in the Republican column as well. We did do. Uh, so Rob Kupek won in an area covering uh, basically Moorhead. Mm-hmm. This thing wouldn't even be close to a Democrat if, uh, if it wasn't for, for Moorhead. Moorhead. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really a Republican district. Um, I think, well, at least one is a Republican House seat. I think the other one is still Democrat. Probably. It so, wasn't that close. It wasn't as close as three or right. forty one. So Rob Kupek, a six five one two nine six three two zero five. You if you don't get a hold of someone, leave a voicemail, let them know that you want them to vote no on the abortion bill. And this is Judy Seberger, and she beat uh Tom DePel by three hundred and twenty one votes. This is this person right here, this person is because of Tony Jurgens, mm-hmm. former Republican, former legislator. Tony Jurgens endorsed her, and she is probably planning on voting for the abortion bill, right? Yeah. Call Judy Seberger if you live in her district, especially 651-297-8060. Tell her, vote no on the abortion bill. 
I always like to say, vote no or else, right? Hmm. Dennis Wiesenberg um, chimed in and said it's, I don't even know if it's Zups or Zups, but it's Z-U-P, apostrophe S. Yeah, I don't know why I was, I was having a brain fart. It's Zups. That's the name of the mm-hmm. grocery store. I can't think of the last name. Um, she's, she's, I think she may be married into the family. Is um, that the, is that the super far up north? Yeah, yeah. It's like Tower and Ely. Babbitt. I used to, I used yeah. to have to work up there. I, I went to Zoops all the freaking time while I was up there. Oh, you no worked kidding. up there. What'd you do up there? Th- that's when I worked my fun job in quote unquote video, video integration, but it was just construction. Oh, that sounds fun. I like that. that. Yeah. It says Babbitt. Well, let's see. Locations. I feel so bad about that because Babbitt, a town of like forty people or something like right. that. Babbitt, Cook, Ely. I'm more used to Ely. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. There's one in Silver Bay. Duh. Uh, Tower. So I'm a big Northern Minnesota guy. So like, I love the North Shore. Love Ely. I love the Boundary Waters. Very cl- like. <laughs> I'm jealous. I would love to be in that district, like representing that district. Well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go down to St. Paul if I lived in that district. I want to stay home all the time. I love that area. Um, all right. Let's go back to our article. Give those guys a call. Let them know how you feel about this. Even if you don't live in their district, it's fine. Give them a call. They need to hear from you. Any other comments before we move to the next subject? Uh, no, not as no. That's it? Just yeah. Dennis? Yeah. On Rumble, Boy, YouTube, Dennis. and Facebook? All we That's have on is YouTube, Dennis yeah. Wiesenberg? Yeah, we're probably being shadow banned. Boy, are we really lacking today. Like, I, like quality has gone down in viewership here. Like, if we're only getting Den- Dennis Wiesenberg opining. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> but I, we I, love. I'm just trying to slight him, you know? That's, <laughs> that's my goal here. But we love and appreciate everyone that is watching live. Except for and Dennis. And they should Wiesenberg. continue to watch live. Yeah. He gave me hoodies. He gave me. I think he. Off- did he offer me a uh, old style beer? I mean, I love that. Like, he was drinking old style beer. He was at a. What's an old style beer? Uh, you wouldn't know this. It's not a White Claw. So. <laughs> Don't drink White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> it's slander. That's slander. <laughs> I do have proof that you've drinking a white or drank a White Claw before. I'd like to see it. Well, it's because I bought it. Oh well, yeah. Remember, because that's what we had. I'm like, so. what do you youngsters drink? Oh yeah, you guys drink White Claw. <laughs> Eric Mortensen just chimed in that it's not the quality of the audience that's slipping. It's a good comment. <laughs> hey, but you're watching Mort, so what does that say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's what he. Yeah, that's he's, what he's saying. He's definitely saying that. Um, that was really mean to Bridget. Just because we have Bridget on the show doesn't mean she's bringing down the quality <laughs> of the show, Mort. How dare you? That was so. That was so rude of him. All right, next uh, next one on their agenda item. Um, let's scroll down here so I got an order. Once again, just go to actionforliberty.com. You could read this yourself. We got things hyperlinked. All this agenda, thank you. Thanks to Representative Tony Jurgens, who decided, oh, I got I lost the primary to Tom DePell, so I'm gonna endorse the Democrat now. And delivered three hundred and twenty one votes to the Democrat. Mm-hmm. Scroll down a little bit more there, Dawson. I think the next one up was Social Security. Nope. Okay, we gotta talk about this. So the the Democrats, they want to mandate a family leave program. Now I'm not anti-family leave programs. You can do that in the private sector. There are a lot of businesses that do it. What I'm a, I have a huge problem with is mandated programs, small and big businesses alike. And to pay for this bill, right? Because it's 12 weeks of leave and then an extended 12 weeks. That's what they're that's what they're mandating. Okay, they're going to tax employers. 
and they're going to, it's a tax, it's like a 0.7% tax on payroll. Mm -hmm. So just imagine you're, you know, a businessman, and it's not like there's really all great times in businesses. It's not like, businessmen always have issues, okay? There's always problems. There's always trouble on the horizon. But there are times where things are going a little bit well, and that's not necessarily right now. Because you got rising cost of goods and services, right? That's hurting you big time. And you got this crazy shortage of good workers. I mean, my God, go out to a restaurant these days. It's insane. The service level that you get, it's just... Well, and they close down portions of the restaurant usually because they don't have enough people, enough waitresses or waiters to actually serve everyone. Yeah, exactly. They can't even meet demand. So... It's it's not an easy time to do business in Minnesota. And here comes the Democrats with this massive surplus. And they go, we're going to mandate and increase taxes. Mm -hmm. So it's going to operate just like the uh, unemployment thing. So in case you don't know how that works, uh, the unemployment fund is funded by taxing businesses. You know, you could really look at it as not just taxing businesses. It's taxing you as a, an employee mm -hmm. because that could have been more pay for you. Or now, as a consumer, because they got to raise their prices. Or as a consumer, yeah. As, w as if we're not paying already enough money in, in uh, rising prices. Mm -hmm. So th they're going to they're gonna increase taxes. And what they're doing um, the first couple years is they're raiding our surplus. There's like $18 billion. And they're like, we're going to reach our hand in there and use it to start this program out. Now, like $2 billion of that money is going to go they're going to raid the surplus and use it for this program, which is crazy. And, you know, the big businesses don't care. You know, everything benefits the big businesses when it comes to politicians at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So this is another big priority. I don't know why I don't have the hyperlink, but it's one of their top 10 bills, HF3 or something like that. Isn't it hilarious that the moment they get elected, the moment they get a trifecta after talking about, oh, we want responsible governance, we want – uh, an economy that works for everyone, and then they just slap tax increases on like the first two weeks that they have power. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just that. It's also going back on what I would consider a campaign promise to actually get rid of a tax, a very unpopular tax, Social Security tax. Mm -hmm. And we write about that here, too. You would hear from even Governor Walz's own mouth. We should get rid of the security, Social Security tax. Minnesota's like one of 12 states or something like that, right? I think it could be less. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably less. It's very rare that a state taxes Social Security because just think about this. Where does Social Security come from? It comes from a tax that was already levied on us. So you're now taxing a, t a taxed item. Although, why am I acting like this crazy? These numbnuts is want to tax the states, right? Mm -hmm. they, they literally believe in taxing the states. They want to tax... You know, I, I just bought a car for my wife recently. Mm. Well, I paid sales tax on a used car. So you're saying the person that originally bought that didn't pay taxes? Nope, they definitely paid taxes. And if I sell it, the next guy's got to pay sales taxes on the same damn vehicle, right? So they love taxing. They tax the sick, right? Mm -hmm. That was a big Republican letdown. Republicans allowed um, the sick tax to continue on. Yep. That was a big, uh, yep. uh, what was his name? Paul, Paul Gazelka's... Uh, big compromise with the Democrats. So they tax you um, basically to go to the clinic. It's like 1.8%. Mm -hmm. So here they are. They're actually taxing an environment where they have a surplus. And a surplus here means you've been overtaxed. All right, next one up is HF4. Now, this is driver license for illegals. If you haven't seen this, this is crazy. Click on that uh, admitted to committing a felony by voting. There's this uh, 
this young woman, her name is Angelina, right? Angelina something. Hey, we found out her full name. Uh, she didn't go by her full name when she uh, testified, but um, yeah, someone I believe it was James Krause who mentioned the comments yesterday that what her full name is. So we're gonna have to see if she is on the voter rolls and if she actually voted. And if she did, she probably committed a felony. Well, let's see see what she says. So she actually <laughs> supposedly admits to voting and other illegal immigrants voting in Minnesota. Just click on that link right there. Uh, no, the the YouTube. Uh, window. Driver's license is a safety net for all people. Know your humanity and know that you are all in these chairs because of us. We are voting. Our people are voting. And if you don't pass this bill, people are going to vote you all out. All right, hit pause. So that's um, a young woman who is not here legally saying we're voting and we're going to vote you out if you don't pass this legislation. How are you voting? You're not supposed to vote. It's very fascinating. She's mm-hmm. possibly admitting to committing a felony act, which, by the way, she's here illegally and therefore already committing an act. And that goes back to this bill at hand. The Democrats want to issue state's driver's license to people who are already breaking the, the laws of the United States to be here. That's so insane. Now, I don't know what you think about immigration. I am actually very liberal when it comes to immigration. I think we should have some program that brings a lot of people here, certainly if they want to work and do something well for our society. But you don't just allow these people to break the laws. That's what's so insane about, like, the Democrats and their allies on the right, like the Chamber of Compromise, right? They just they want all these people here, and they don't want to change immigration laws, and now they actually want to give these guys driver's license. And I'm not joking. The Chamber of Commerce is for this. They're, they're pushing this kind of stuff. You know, Chamber of Commerce, the group that was absent when Governor Walls literally prohibited commerce in Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Like these, That's what we call them, the Chamber of Compromise. So they actually want to pass this legislation here in Minnesota so driver's license can, or so legal immigrants can have driver's license. And the question here, and there's always the fear by the right, is won't they vote? And it almost appears that they don't even need the driver's license. They're voting anyhow. But they'll vote. It'll be a lot easier if they have a driver's license. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculously easy to be registered to vote in Minnesota. Right. Like you were saying, you don't even need a driver's license. You just need one person to vouch for you and say, oh, yeah, they live here. Totally. And you can do that with up to eight people at one time at the polling place. Right. You can say, oh, yeah, they live there. They live there. They live here. Or you could just say they all live at my house. Well, the idea behind no one these, questions it. yeah, the idea behind the driver's license for legals is that um, it, it it gets it, it, it they they try to embrace them into our society because there's a, tons of problems that they have not being able to get a driver's license, so they don't have the stigma of the fact that they're not uh, they're here illegally. So mm-hmm. in, in other words, gives them protection that they won't be pursued by ICE or um, other law enforcement. So that would lead you to believe there's nothing on that driver's license that's going to signify these people can't be here. And therefore, when you have same-day registration, aren't, aren't we just going to allow these people to right. like exactly. vote? Like, what? who's going to check into this stuff, right? Right. Well, and uh, so this lady here, she's a DACA recipient. So she's she's here legally, but she's not a citizen. Right. Um, I have a feeling that that's the case for a lot of these people. And these people can get driver's licenses, by the way. 
non-citizens can get driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. It just looks different than how it looked for you and me. Right, because they want to get rid. That's the whole point of things. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that stigma, right? It's so utterly ridiculous. And and once again, like I'd be more liberal, like l- allow people into the country. We just don't allow a bunch of people in, and then they all of a sudden have voting rights. There's a real issue here, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, what was the other bill I put? Uh, let's go back. Go back a page there. Actually, go go back forward. Cheryl Yoakum just joined. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, is that Yoakum's first name? And I, is it? Yeah, and it's just her email. I was just looking at it, so she's probably <laughs> just interested in. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, on our <laughs> there's some thing on our uh, uh, page that says when people join. So it looks like Representative Yoakum is now following us. Isn't Yo, she on that abortion bill? Where's that HF1? I bet she's on it. I hope she's watching live right now. <clears throat> it's so funny. Cheryl, comment if you're watching. We'd love to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Call. Oh, shoot. We don't have the call in yet. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not it. Uh, you got that separate. Um, remember the link to HF1, the abortion bill? And go back one. Yoakum. Not on it. Oh, wait, wait. I thought that was an alphabetic order. Why is it not in alphabetic order? There it is. Right there. Click on it. Cheryl Yoakum, following action for liberty. Sure, she's got good intentions. <laughs> is is there a chance it's just a coincidence? Like, are we just chatting up? Crazy. Very it's common exactly name, you know. It's yeah. Anderson, Johnson, Yoakum. You see them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you put a real name? I mean, I don't know. Probably really curious about what we're up to. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not going to go any further on that one. <laughs> all right, let's uh, carry back. Let's go back to the Action for Liberty article. I want to see what was the last thing I had on there. Oh, yes, the energy mandate. Now, this one's fascinating, HF7. Now, there's more things. We we didn't cover guns in here. I don't think this thing's getting fast-tracked as quickly, Um, so I don't want to undermine the fact that they do want red flag laws and they want uh, universal background checks. But HF7, this thing is absolutely insane. They want us to be completely carbon free by and this is the energy grid i'm talking about by 2040 now go scroll just down just a little bit there dawson this is their uh subdivision two a section eight subdivision two g is in golf it shows three her or three different timelines 2030 i'm sorry three phases my brain's not working that well today uh, 2030, 80%, 2035, 90%, and by 2040, 100% carbon-free. Now, we're about 28% renewable energy. It's closer to 50% when you add nuclear and hydro energy into it. I'm going to go on a limb here, William. This thing, the spirit of this right here, is not to have nuclear power plants popping up Minnesota. Mm. Right? You're not far off, Jake. I think <laughs> okay. you might be onto something. Now, honestly, anyone that wants to talk about climate change, if we're going to have an honest conversation, you have to, got to include nuclear energy. They don't, right? The lefties mm-hmm. still hate that. What they're talking about is very obvious. It's solar and wind, stuff that would, would literally lead to climate deaths in Minnesota because we have extreme winters. We will, it will lead to deaths if we implement this standard. This is what they want, 80% in 2030. So we're talking seven years from now. 80% of the grid, we're basically going to generate 
I mean, we're at, like, once again, 28% renewable energy. I was even shocked it's 28% renewable energy. That's the government's numbers. Like, you, you go down south, you see a lot of um, wind power, right, mm-hmm. which is just atrocious. And then uh, solar, I mean, solar does not generate that much energy. So it's shocking that's even 28%. The fact that you would increase that almost, was that threefold to get to 80%? We don't even have enough lithium in existence to make all the batteries that you need to run the entire state off of right? Uh, that power, and let alone make every single car battery operated. Well, this is only referring for, to the grid, so it wouldn't be all cars. But well, once again, you know what's next, though? Yeah, yeah. California. Well, it's not just next. Is Walls is already chipping away at that. He's requiring mm-hmm. dealerships to have uh, X amount of electric cars by a certain date. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're right about that. They're definitely going towards all energy sources. Yeah. But the grid, I mean, this is a thing that we rely on. This is a thing that you just need to look at Europe right now, what's happened to Europe. <laughs> this is not an easy winter to live in Europe because they're very dependent on natural gas from Russia. And so they got so crazy uh, on the solar and wind energy, they don't have reliable energy in Russia or in uh, Europe. Yeah, France and Germany in particular are struggling. I think France just shut down like all their nuclear power plants. Yeah. And now they're like scrambling. And that's interesting about France is they actually have nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, so this is the mandate they're trying to push. When we bring it back down to money, because this is obviously going to be very costly in the end, we started this legislative session on January, what was that, 5th? No, January 3rd. Yeah, January 3rd. We started the legislative session on January 3rd with a whopping like $18 billion budget surplus. You know, a large part of that they could just return right back to the Minnesota taxpayer. Okay? That's $6,000 they owe you if you're a taxpayer, $6,000. Walls on the campaign trail was up to like $1,000, like saying we should give refund checks to every Minnesotan except for if you make over like, I don't know, $180,000 or something like that. And you should just get $1,000 back, um, which I'm not for because that, quite frankly, is given to people that don't pay taxes. You shouldn't give money back to people that don't pay taxes. But he was at least somewhere along the road, you know, and giving some back. There, There's no movement right now. And we are going on to the third week of the legislative session. No motion from the Democrats to give back your surplus. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of motion on how to spend your surplus. So remember, they overtaxed you. They're trying to tax you more. And meanwhile, they're not going to give you your surplus back. What are you going to wait for uh, uh, the May, the end of the session in May to possibly give back a <laughs> fraction of the money they owe you, a fraction of what they overtaxed you by? That's the Democrat agenda for you. Yep. And then blame the Republicans when it doesn't get done. Well, I don't know. They're not going to have a good chance of blaming Republicans on anything. And they've already, the one leverage the Republicans have right now you know, once again, thanks to Tony Jurgens, who mm-hmm. endorsed a Democrat and flipped the Senate to a Democrat. The one leverage the Republicans have is they need the Democrats need their votes on the bonding bills, which are just debt bills. Right. Yep. And the Democrats already said, well, if the Republicans don't give us votes on bonding bills, they will, by the way, they love debt just as much as Democrats. Yep. But if they don't give us the votes there, then we'll just take it from the surplus and spend it uh, with cash we have on hand. Oh, that would be fun to uh, <laughs> that'd be fun to watch them try. Why people would, get would stop them? Action for liberty. I mean, honestly, <laughs> and and everyone. Uh, honestly, supp- what's what's better, spending money now or going into debt? Like uh, we're opposed to bonding bills because it costs more money. 
Well, first of all, we're against all that, right? So yeah, let, I mean, this isn't a honest. strategy session, so maybe yeah. we shouldn't. <laughs> let's just be honest. Now. <laughs> we are definitely not for either one of those options, but I'm just saying they literally, and this is what's crazy, is Republicans act like, oh, you know, these bonding bills, these are wonderful. They, they call them the investments, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're infrastructure bills. Yep. Investments. we got to invest in our infrastructure. And really what they are is, hey, they're taking out more debt, putting more on the credit card. Mm-hmm. And, of course, interest rates, interest rates are going up, so it costs us more money. Yep. That's your extreme Democrat agenda. That's what happened from the November election. And pretty much what we're going to be talking about a lot. We'll get into the nuances as these things come um, you know, up for votes. And I think probably we'll be talking about this live on Thursday's show um, as they're probably voting on the abortion bill. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got, Bridget? Um, Shelly Tripp uh, says, so we're going to take your surplus taxpayers, and then when the budget runs out, we're going to want you to fund it again, which yeah. is essentially. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's actually a great point, Shelly. So it's like no change necessarily to the revenue side and how government's collecting the revenue, which is why we have a surplus. They're They're actually taking in too much income. It's not like they've decreased spending right they've really taken in too much on the revenue side there's no structural change other than more revenue right they're trying to increase taxes and so what's going to stop future surpluses from happening they're collecting too much revenue you actually you know what's going to change it is a lot of us just start leaving the state and no longer are taxpayers here in minnesota yeah it's already happening we saw, I think we saw a net decrease in the population from the census, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I mean, we uh, almost lost a congressional district. Right. It's like within 100 votes or, or 100 people, I think. Or at least we're not growing at the rate that we should be. Right. What other comments mm-hmm. do we have there, Bridget? Um, we have one more from Dennis, actually. Dennis says he's going to do some recru- recruiting to view um, the truth hurts. He's mostly retired, and many of his contacts are working at the time, but they do watch it after. <laughs> so... Good we old should, Dennis um, is working for us right now. This is an interesting <laughs> point, though, that Dennis brings up. Um, guys, leave a comment in the video uh, on the video if this time is probably not the best for you. No, you think no, that? no. What are you doing? Well, I think that we doing agreed it to later, one o'clock. What are you doing to me? I think doing later in the day would probably be best for people. No, most many. No. Can tell us unless can you guess. believe this, Dawson? Can you believe what he's doing right now? I'm sure I, Dawson agrees. I do. I'm. I feel so sick. Um, it's, it's. He's making me feel sick. I know it's tough f- to have viewers decide when you should be live, but one o'clock is a good time to do it. It's just a matter of getting the word out there in general. So commenting is good. Um, comment about what we're talking about, though. Less so. Or if a better time works for you. Well, I'm never. All I'm right, never opposed right, well, to advice. Yeah. That's my thing. No, you're you're the expert. Well, you act like we're struggling here. We're doing just fine. I should never made this. I, I should have made this joke about Dennis, right? <laughs> Dennis is just helping us out. This is my fault. I want. I was just <laughs> razzing Dennis because I, you know, it's, I like the guy, right? And then Mort has to chime in that it's yeah. not the viewers' <laughs> problem. It's my problem. I don't um, think we're struggling either. It's just I I like to get people involved in the decision-making process as well. Hey, speaking of Mort, um, are you able to pull up a tweet real quick? This is fascinating. Yeah, I can. Ooh, is this what I think it is? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
you know, they they always said about Mort, oh, this guy is, doesn't get anything done up at the Capitol. He's irrelevant. No one likes him, all that kind of stuff. Eric Mortensen was a hell of a legislator. Actually, he was a shitty legislator. He was a hell of a patriot. Hmm. And he and he's not going to care if I said he's a shitty legislator because, quite frankly, his job was not to legislate. His job was to protect freedom, is to get the word out about what's going on. Uh, no, pull up Angie Craig. U.S. Congressperson Angie Craig, please. Don't know. Uh, Which I think one it's the you? top one. Okay, let's try the top one. She uh, she apparently can't stop thinking about Mort. Uh, where was this? Thing? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> right there. In two weeks, yep, in two weeks, Brad's, Brad's accomplishments. Oh, sorry. In two weeks, Brad's. No, I did read that right. In two weeks, oh, accomplished Brad's more accomplished more than, than at More for House did in two years. <laughs> it's just weird that they're still talking that about him. That is so him. weird. Why are you talking about Mort today? And so they worried it's about a comeback. Yeah, a little, worried about a comeback. A little puff piece on uh, Brad Tapke, who's a freaking lunatic. This guy's such a clown. It's unbelievable. Only in Minnesota, where you know Republicans completely fumble elections, um, and they get these blue ripples in what's supposed to be a red wave year, can you get a clown like Brad Tapke elected? Well, so he's representing like kind of a swing district, I would say. And he was, when he was in the legislature previously, he was a big proponent of this, uh, these licenses for illegals, mm -hmm. which just has, doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of an immigrant population shock, but it's just weird. No, it's not weird, William, because Democrats get in power and they actually do what they say they're going to do. <laughs> they actually kind of believe in what they do. It's just like, it's like why, why do we always go after Republicans? It's like, uh, I don't know, maybe because Republicans literally are con artists half the time and they just say one thing and they never do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, look at this agenda. Just think about it. Now you got to unravel this stuff when it passes. Well, we've seen how Republicans unravel things. Remember, um, remember when uh, Obamacare got passed and Republicans ran on repeal and replace and they got the trifecta, the presidency, the Senate and the House. And did we repeal Obamacare? Nope. nope. No repeal. You know, thanks a lot, but John McCain especially. We didn't repeal Obamacare. There's 87,000 new IRS agents hired. Are we going to repeal that? We're going to get rid of that? Uh, probably not. Yeah, so, Republicans are uh, doing a lap talking about how, oh, look, we repealed their funding in the House. Well, great. Is that going to pass the Senate? No. Is Biden going to sign it? No. Well, What's there I mean, to celebrate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really comes down to negotiations at the end. Yeah. Are you going to be willing to shut down, partially shut down the government, because most of the government doesn't shut down, mm -hmm. partially shut down the government to make sure that these things get forced into law? Right. And I'm going to guess probably not, but there's a little better chance now because of what those 20 conservatives did in the U.S. Congress. Yeah. I heard that there's a name for the conservatives, like the 20. The something 20. Something 20. Yeah, like a, a right wing squad. What is it, Bridget? Tell me what it is. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that what's one. the what's the up. right wing squad called? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, it gives me a little bit of hope that they can get things done because McCarthy's on kind of a hot seat here. Yeah. Well, now they're on a bunch of important committees too. Yeah. And without these twenty, nothing gets passed in Congress. Right. Unless Democrats and Republicans work together, which they very well could. Yeah, well, they work together real well. But this just shows Democrats, when they get elected, they get things done. And you get clowns like Brad Tapke in there. But mm -hmm. once again, Angie Craig, can't get Mort off your mind. Can't get him off your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What should Mort do? Run again? 
Run against her. Run against her. There you go. That's a good <laughs> one. Could. She's probably. Or that's probably what she's worried about. Oh my God, he's gonna run after me. Or he's he has to run against Tom Emmer. Come to my district and. He could. <laughs> and take him out. He could. Yeah. You don't have to live in the same congressional district. That's true. I guess so. And he's down with challenging rhinos, as we saw in 2018 and 2020 and yep. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bridget, what did we find out for a name? I was trying to find it, but I'm just seeing titles like the 20 Rebels, 20 Holdouts. Well, that's what we call them. I like the Rebels name. Yeah, I like right? that too. Rebels is a good thing when, when there's an empire and it's a real bad, uh, destructive mm-hmm. empire, right? You appreciate that. You, saw what, I did, you saw what I did there, huh? <laughs> did you see the Barstool uh, or the Dave Portnoy's Star Wars thing, the Day Traders Back? Oh, you sent that in one of our group chats. Yeah, group. I've yet to watch it. All right. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to do different kind of videos here. Uh, serious, but also some fun stuff, right? Obviously, mm. we got to be serious. So um, anything else before we sign off today, William, if I'm forgetting anything on the agenda? Uh, just oh, reminder- there you go. Truth Hurts. Follow. There you go. Uh, hit subscribe on the Truth Hurts right here on Rumble. And then our Twitter account. I don't know why you guys aren't getting on this. We got the Wild so, West of Twitter now. Action underscore Liberty. Thank God Elon bought of Twitter. On on the Twitter, I think we're shadow banned. Because even when I'm following God. it, I can't search it. It doesn't come up. Really? Yeah. You get- we'll just have to address Elon directly and see if <laughs> hey, he Elon, answers that. Oh, Elon, come on. We joined the platform. For this very reason. Ugh. There you go. Oh, what it comes up when you do it. Weird. Uh, okay. Well, that's something you guys can Why aren't you about. following? Oh, yeah, it's because you're not logged in. There you go. Uh, let us know if you're actually able to follow our page. There you go. Yeah, we're, we're very weak on the followership right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to expand it. There you go. We'll try to expand it. All right. Uh, any other last comments here, Bridget, before we sign off? Um, I'll have one more from Dennis. He says he's going to open an old style beer in honor of Jake and Paul Longbeard. <laughs> <laughs> it, old style means something to me because I'm from La Crosse, Wisconsin, which had the largest six pack in the world. The old style, the old Heilman's Brewery. Now they make White Claw there, I think. You probably might looking at me. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you again on Thursday at one o'clock. Take care. Hi. <laughs> What's going on, Dawson? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Technical difficulties. Are we still on air? Yeah. Oh, no. We can't sign That's off. Amazing. We can't get off air. Oh, no. We're being That's raised. hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amateur hour here. That's a great frame. It's Jesse's ghost. Jesse can't be away. He wants to be back. <laughs> Don't say that.